Welcome back to Buffs and Nerfs. We have with us co-host Sam Hall. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Andrew Lanza. How are you? I'm doing well. I am doing well. Um, so yeah, so for today's episode, um, I guess we were going to talk about uh, our favorite year singular in gaming. I guess this is kind of like all-time favorite year. We're going to kind of phrase it in the in the context of what we were doing that year, kind of make it a little autobiographical. But um, yeah, so we were going to talk about that, our favorite year in gaming. But before that, we're going to, as always, do a little roundup in the news. Um, so I guess the biggest news as of late was um, the outright cancellation. Well, not cancellation, but um, the stopping of the revamp of Anthem 2.0, or what were they called? Anthem... I, I... I think you can call that a cancellation, by the way. Cancel? Yeah, it's essentially a cancellation. The game was on live yeah. support. They're going to keep it alive. It's a live service game. Um, what, what, what was Anthem Next, I think it was called? Was it called? Yeah, Anthem it was called Next? Anthem Next. Yeah. They're referring to that. yeah. So um, for people that don't know, I mean, Anthem had kind of, there was, a, there was an expose about um, the development of the game from Jason Schreier from, uh, you know, bloomberg now he was originally... the walter cronkite of video game journalism yeah originally he was you know kotaku now he's on uh he's on bloomberg but anyway uh having said that um you know there's a storied history of the game's development and reboot and kind of what they showed at e3 there was like this big kind of reveal trailer and like the game wasn't even made so this that the trailer was completely like you know essentially fabricated um so it's it was supposed to be kind of like a destiny killer looter shooter sci-fi um futuristic space iron man shooter do you as can i just throw in a quick sidebar here do you remember the trailer for that like specifically how it had that annoying kind of like oh the voiceover hey jim why don't you grab that okay let's keep moving ahead guys oh we should come back here and explore. Woo! And then you always have like somebody like 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 cheer and stuff. And then there's always like some random girl that's like, "Cool, yeah, we're gonna do this." And yeah. like and like then there's like yeah, it's it's always I'm so firing my rockets. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoever does oh, that. Oh, look! Game, at, I don't think I've ever even been a fucking raid guy. I'm doing this now. And then they'll like throw. Yeah, for sure you have. But yeah, yeah some but, terrible raids. But uh, and they'll just like throw out like a random like uh, like fucking piece of slang oh look at this guy he's big what a chonk or something like that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um but yeah so like well, that that trailer was just that that's the one that i was talking about but it was just completely essentially fabricated like that was just it, like cg um not gameplay whatsoever but anyway was, so sorry go oh, ahead. sorry uh, i'm just gonna say uh it was the video game equivalent of the uh steve buscemi hello fellow students yeah like for exa- trailers exactly well, I mean, the trailer looks sick. Are you, I don't know. I, I would disagree with that. The trailer fucking made me look excited for the game. Well, you don't excited. think Tsubishimi looks sick? I think he looks sick. I mean, he looks, he looks like, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> depends. Are we talking about that meme or from, like, Boardwalk Empire? We're talking about Nucky. Um, anyway, so Anthem comes out. There's a story kind of like, you know, um, the, the beta comes out. We played the beta. And, like, that's what mm-hmm. I played. I was like, oh, you know what? The, quote, beta, it was essentially the demo because the game came out like fucking three days after that or something like that so they're not fixing anything in that three days um so the game the, the we replay the beta it was you know it was kind of fun i was like yeah it's kind of fun mm-hmm. my biggest thing was shooting your gun kind of felt like nothing it was just like downtime something you did in between your ability cooldowns and like some of the abilities were cool and like flying around was cool i was like all right maybe i'll give this a, a like a go if there's anything deeper and 
the game comes out and all the reviews are it's not deeper so i was like okay you know what i'm gonna give this a pass maybe they'll kind of tweak it whatever and it really just kind of never got better no no it's uh i also tr- uh, uh think we were talking this before we started recording i played the I had the Origin Access thing there that I finally just canceled like a week ago. I completely forgot that I'm getting this thing billed like 60 bucks every year or whatever it is. Um, and I played the first 10 hours. And by first 10 hours of Anthem, I mean the first two hours. It was just like, this is dull. This is not interesting. I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah, I definitely kind of watched a bunch of reviews on it. Like, I enjoy watching the train wreck. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So I watched, a, I watched I watched a bunch of reviews on YouTube. So I watched, I've seen a bunch of gameplay and whatever. Um, and it really just kind of seems like it was a game that was half-baked. And I think in that kind of vertical slice of that, how long do we play? I don't know. We played the demo. I played the demo for probably a good, like, 10 hours. That, like, it was out for, I, like... I feel like we did something. Like, we Definitely that weekend, we solidly yeah. got into... Like, multiple we, we, days. Multiple yeah, days. Yeah. We definitely did, like, all the content, kind of grinded yeah. stuff out, like, leveled stuff as far as we could. Um, and I was like, yeah, that was cool. Like, I had a good time with the demo. And I was, as I said, I'm like, it got kind of boring at the end where I'm like, all right, like, I want to see what else this game has to offer. It didn't have anything else at the top. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I, I like watching the train wreck. So... I was interested in this game's kind of, you know, story. So they say they're kind of, they're like, all right, this, they kind of, Bioware kind of admits that's, you know, EA under, uh, Bioware under EA um, kind of is like, all right, this game, you know, essentially is half-baked. We got to like go back and fix it. So they, there was a small team at Bioware that was working on this Anthem Next or this kind of like Anthem 1.1 or whatever you want to call it. I think they called it just Anthem Next. I think that was the last name it had. Yeah, and there was like it's been in development one now for over a year and a half kind of thing. Yeah. And I think I heard it was only like thirty people, which thirty people sounds like a good team, but in terms of video game design, thirty people is like nothing. Especially that's something like, that's as complicated and exactly like a triple A title. Like thirty people is not a large thing. That's like the kind of people you have doing like live service updates to cosmetics kind of business. Yeah, that's like that's like a skeleton crew. Yeah. So they had um there was kind of like a an EA um <clears throat> was it like a, an investors call or something like that? I, don't know. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think yeah. it was on an investors call they made the decision. They made the decision where I think the uh the, the team was kind of showing what they were were doing. And like I don't honestly from a like I feel bad for the people that <clears throat> like the 30 people that worked on it during this year and a half. I were I feel bad for the people that developed it, but it's like I don't fault them as a company. Like I feel like even if anthem came back and was like we have all these updates like sure you're gonna get some of those people back that played before sure you're gonna get a couple new people but like how many more people are gonna like buy this game are you gonna put a price tag on this game you know what i mean yeah well for me first of all when you said uh, just said for the 30 people who worked on it and installed there i thought you were gonna say for the 30 people who played the game um, no there's there, it had a, I'm it, sure it had had a, a community solid, it had a solid community well yeah, also so. i know they were giving the game away with like controllers and shit and like literally like giving the like selling it for like 2.99 i remember seeing like like yeah. fucking pictures on reddit and shit and like like it's in a fucking bargain bin it's all anthem copies and it's like 2.99 or like they're giving it away with fucking like mm, any purchase I, I would say for 2.99 it's not terrible but uh to sort of say one thing about the thing, so they, what they've done is they've taken the team that was doing Anthem next and they put them on the next Dragon Age. And yeah. this actually, Anthem had two impacts. One, that team being on the next Dragon Age. And two, 
Uh, I just read that they re they've removing the multiplayer from the next Dragon Age. Initially, it was going to be some kind of live service. I don't think necessarily exactly like Destiny or oh, Division where you online, but there was always uh, in Dragon Age Inquisition there was a big multiplayer component. Um, and I'm like, great, you know what? Let's get more people working on Dragon Age and keep it a single player story. Focus on that. Uh, so it's kind of, I kind of feel bad for people who like Anthem that they didn't get the thing that they were expecting especially since the company said oh we're gonna work on this and make it better like they were sort of given false hope at that point but on the other hand it's going towards a game series that i really like so i'm i'm sort of like i think it's for the best in the long run at least for me yeah especially as i said from a financial standpoint it's like mm -hmm. how many more copies of like they can't charge for this update sure yeah. they can charge for cosmetics so the sure like let's say you know the game's a hit and then people are going to buy cosmetics you'll have a few as i said you'll have a few people come back you'll have a few new people that will buy it but it's, but it's just like how many more new, brand new you know 80 dollar copies or 60 dollars whatever in the states copies of anthem are you gonna sell so like i can see them being like this isn't worth it yeah no it, I, they, and it, it does suck for the people that bought the game initially though yeah they definitely did a cost benefit analysis when like listen we can't dump this much money into another six months or year of uh progress just to for something that we aren't going to make our money back just even for this like yeah they, they basically had to cut their losses and yeah i think i'm with you it sucks for the uh players but it's not and, a shock when i and, heard about that and it really seems like Anthem was just, like, like the fundamentals of the game, like, the engine, the systems, the the, the everything, the loot progression, everything it was built on was mm -hmm. broken. Like, it just needed a ground-up overhaul, like, almost. Like, the fucking, the like, from everything, it just seemed like, again, I haven't played the game, so this is just from, like, an outsider standpoint, but it just seemed like it needed an overhaul in almost every way. Like it seemed to to me, like the fucking abilities and the flying seemed like the only kind of fun parts of the game. Yeah, I'd agree with that because they were fun. Like I, uh, when I played the, we and did I'll the demo. It was fun, but as soon as you get into combat, it's like use your powers and like you said, oh, shoot a gun. Also, all the guns looked exactly the same. It didn't matter what type they were. I don't know. Yeah, and also it was like, so first of all, your abilities were on these huge cooldowns, and then you just kind of mm -hmm. plinked away with your gun. So abilities were on, so the two fun things, abilities and flying, were both on these cooldowns. Because even flying, remember, you couldn't fly indefinitely. Yeah, you, you had to, to fly land. through like a waterfall or something to cool yourself down. Yeah, to cool yourself down, or you had to like land and just kind of like run around for a yeah. bit and let your like jets cool down or whatever. So it's like the two funnest parts of the game, flying and abilities, were on cooldowns that were just painful. If you're so, going to cool down to something that intrinsic, I mean, make it like three or four times the length they have. Make it be like, oh, you know what? I have been flying for three minutes straight. I do need to take a break for five seconds, not 10 seconds of flying stop, 10 seconds of flying stop. It, it was annoying. It was, yeah, it was it was really annoying. And then there was just yeah. things in the game where I like, I uh, we talked about another in other episodes where there was like, um, I think like two thirds through the game, there was a door that was locked that you just had to then to unlock the door. You had to just do arbitrary tasks, like do three types of this mission, kill like 50 of this enemy, collect like a hundred of this plant. And it's just like, motherfucker, like what a, like a soulless, unimaginative, like time inflation for a game. Like, you know what I mean? So mm. it seems to be a common thing though, amongst a lot of but that was uh, live blatant. service games. Yeah, but I mean, like, Destiny does that a lot with oh, its quest, sure, where it's, like, sure, kill sure. two... Yeah, but it, on this one, it was excessive, and it was also, like, it felt 
my understanding, because I don't even think I ever got to that point, was uh, it was sort of like, oh, this is there's nothing else I can be doing at the side. It's not like Destiny, where when you get an assignment like that, it's like, oh, I'm going to go do Crucible, I'm going to do Strikes, I'm going to, you know, I have other things I can do to work at the same time. It was just like, go do this one repetitive yeah. task, and you yeah. won't progress in anything else. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're you 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 are 100 percent right though. There, it, like that does exist in other games, but it's just like that game's content was already spread so thin. Yeah, that what it's like if your content is good and you have these kind of like stupid little mini fetch fetch quests, it's annoying. But you're like, whatever, the content's good. But it's like if the content's already so bad, like I actually I remember I watched and uh, I can't remember what they were called. Um, what were like the big kind of mission dungeon, like the strike kind of missions called um, in in Anthem? Uh, safe keeps or something like that or uh fortresses no i don't know key uh i don't know i I know somebody's probably listening yelling at their faith their um yeah let's uh, just move on from this oh anyway so the so the uh the uh i I watched the final mission on like youtube just like a playthrough of the final mission it was so like lackluster it was just like a Mm. standard mission there's like there's kind of like a cool boss at the end and like it ends and you're like oh like that's the end of the game and then that becomes one of the um safe keeps i think that's what they're called safe keeps anyway whatever um and i think uh and like that was like the final mission i'm like wow what a shitty anti i mean again destiny one vanilla final mission was pretty shitty too but Mm -hmm. they you know look at where we are now like arguably destiny is you know on the right path we had that's that's another bit of information to be fair though destiny has had six ish years seven years to get to where it is today and but but that's what i'm saying but they but they still had to get past that first year is what i'm saying yeah they like that's what i'm saying look at where destiny is now after that first rough year or whatever they have they've had multiple rough patches let's not be let's not lie yeah but like anthem had like that first rough patch and then they just kind of were like like they could never get over it like there just wasn't enough there for us to for people to be engaged with so i think also it's like um, r.i.p anthem yeah i think also bioware like put out anthem with like i know it was like different biowares but it's like you have all these like um you know sub companies and bioware and stuff like that like different places but um like for destiny like for bungie destiny had to work you know what i mean there was no like eh, well uh you know what this one didn't work out let's move on to the next one it's like bungie was like no they were committed to it they're like no as like a future of this company this game has to work and now like we, we can segue into that a little bit um with the new destiny news this week where they're you know committed to um you know maintaining the franchise for for years who who knows like indefinitely they're saying that like you know even after the expansions that they've announced there's one more coming out um that now they're saying that that is just going to wrap up the first chapter of destiny so they're they're 100 committed to this franchise for the long run um you know they made changes with the with the systems of the game we talked about sunsetting they've sunset sunsetting huge news massive news they they had a bunch of weapons that were going away that you know were redundant were you know not as that you couldn't make them as powerful um they kept they made it essentially so those uh guns that were already sunset or like were already kind of um not as powerful will stay not as powerful and everything now that is of current level you can bring with you indefinitely Nine and that's hunger. a huge change gnawing hunger falling guillotine fucking the Icolos weapons the warmind weapons so good so, like when i heard that news i was so happy and there was there's so many good little pieces of information that made me so happy wait does this mean you're never going to stop promoting warmines to me and warmines how saying they're good just give them a try i don't understand they cost you know they maybe cost, they should like, bring back sunsetting 
they cost like one like a warmind mod costs like one point on your armor it, like it's a throwaway thing and you just make them i'd rather have nothing no i, I gotta look into that i think i was thinking uh, you've been saying that the, you've been uh, saying that for like two years uh, and i'll get around to it at some point listen it's man so easy. I, got, I got a lot on my plate right now oh my god anyway so that's good news in the destiny world yep that's not, great news for destiny. not so good in the anthem world mm. um also, there was, yeah, there's supposed to be a Destiny TV show coming out. I know you said you weren't super hyped about that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Dude, that'd be so sick. Picture like, picture like a Clone Wars, just like computer animated, like random oh, I don't stories. Think be, is it computer animated or live? Did they say it would be like animated or live? I assumed it was live, to be honest. I don't think they specified. I don't think they specified. Uh, I, I mean... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me get that out. Let me get that out, my thought out. Uh, just picture that. Just like a little random, like storyline set at some point in the destiny universe like you know maybe like a hundred years ago maybe yesterday maybe like two weeks from now maybe like a thousand years ago i would love that just like a nice little like whatever half an hour or 20 minute like clone wars bite-sized storyline love that well i think i we've discussed this outside of the podcast i like destiny but i always feel the storyline how they've been presenting it as a company is a little week so you know what i will say i'm interested to see what they do with a strictly narrative format like i mean there'll be action in the thing obviously because destiny is an action based game and stuff so they have to bring in like fighting and stuff like that but i'd be curious to see what they do with it but i'm, I'm sort of like this is i've just heard that they're making a thing and i don't really have know anything about it so i think at best i can say is i'm curious to see it but i'm like, not excited for it i won't say that i don't know if, if it's just some like you know storyline you know narrative i don't know that could be cool i'd have to see what happens i'm i'm on board i think destiny has some of the richest lore some of the coolest moments like we're always like it It always like at least now these last especially last two seasons especially this season it finally feels like we're playing the big moments um so many times you hear about these big moments in the destiny destiny lore where you just you're hearing about them from secondhand accounts or whatever and like you know flavor text or like you know like an exotic little blur like the, the the blurb of a ship or something like that and now i don't know i feel like that could bring them to life like you can have just these little moments like that would be so cool i would love that i'd be so on board with that yeah i i, I don't know i i, I want to see hear more about it other than the fact that it's a show on destiny i don't think destiny by itself necessarily could carry a tv show you would have to be doing something very specific and Disagree. interesting with it there's so much. They have such a rich lord. There's so many moments that they... How about yeah, that? what are we going to be watching? Like, the History Channel you. presents the history of Destiny? No, you literally just... Like, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, Clone Wars. Like, the Clone Wars TV show. Clone Wars TV show are just, like, 20-minute episodes of one random storyline from within the Clone Wars. So that's all it is. You, boom. You have, like, um, the assault on... What's, 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 what was the big battle? Twilight Gap. Twilight Gap, boom, that's an episode. Like one like moment, like some saboteurs trying to like get into Twilight Gap before the episode. That's an episode. Um, the episode, there's that one flavor text where I think it was Cade Six was like holed up with like a fallen, and like him and the fallen were like blasting on all these vexes, like just like them too. And then the fallen has like one bullet left, and then they kind of look at each other, and then the fallen pulls on Cade, and then Cade has to shoot the fallen. But he knew the whole time the fallen the fallen like pretty much did like suicide by Cade. That's an episode. Like, just these little um, random moments throughout the whole lore would be so sick. First of all, they're the elixir. Uh Second of all, in that moment with Cade... Audible what, eye roll. And in that moment with Cade where he, uh, 
like thinks he's going for his gun. It was actually, I think I read a lore saying that it was theorized that the Fallen was actually like submitting to him, like kind of going, okay, you're cool yeah, yeah, thing. And yeah. then Kate it was like essentially him, so. like suicide. Kate's essentially, a it's like su- Kate's a murderer. No, he did it. It's like, it was like suicide by Kate because it was like the guy only had one bullet. No, I thought it was the way I read it. It was like the, the Fallen Dreg, uh, sorry, the Elixir Dreg was uh, trying to say, hey man, we're cool. By giving him his gun or doing... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I, I love- I, I'm paraphrasing the thing. The long story short is there's such a large, rich, deep lore that they can pluck out these little moments from any time. Even the new ep- even the new um, mission on the ship. You can have the whole lead up to that mission where that, that Guardian died. Like, that could be an episode. Just random characters at random moments. Do, do you think they would do it, like, anthology style and not, like, uh, more of a... like? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, an- yeah, anthology style. Yeah, hundred percent. That's like Clone Wars. Clone I, I Wars think is like it, anthology style. The sort of bite-sized narrative of Destiny would work better as an anthology series. I, I like I said, 100%. I'm not against the idea. I'm curious to see it, but I'm definitely not stoked or excited for it. I need to know more about what it's going to be before I can pass a judgment on a show based on Destiny. Because I find that adaptations it, of video game though. IPs never really goes great. But at least it'll sell me on. Like it'll at least sell me on the first episode. And, I'd definitely be there day one checking it out yeah anyway moving on we have we had a little pokemon news as well um well we we've already we've been long-winded about this already so we'll just we'll just <laughs> the show is gone i know um the uh there's new remakes announced uh there's a pokemon direct earlier this week on uh friday it is now saturday so yesterday i guess <laughs> um, yeah that checks out sorry let me go to the internet yeah friday yes, that before worked. That's saturday right. That's confirmed right um so yeah so there's Sinnoh remakes of uh diamond and pearl what are they called they're called like sh- like shining diamond and brilliant pearl or something like that i, can't I think that's it. actually it is yeah, yeah, yeah i think i read something saying that so it's the name i have the page up here and i can't find it it just says remakes of Sinnoh. anyway so that's cool i like those uh i like those games i played those i remember um i had a flash card um please don't arrest me nintendo um i had a flash card for the ds <laughs> And I played uh, Platinum, which is like the third version of those games. I played those. I remember I played that in between the summer, uh, the summer between uh, film school, year two and three. And I just remember I had a blast with it. I remember I carried my DS around me all like I, I worked. Um, I worked that summer uh, retail and like I was addicted to this thing, man. I would sit there like on my lunch break, like eating lunch, playing Pokemon, like addicted. Like I would go for a smoke break, be playing Pokemon while I had a smoke, like absolutely addicted um so i have very 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 fond memories of this generation so um having said that what's really cool about um this announcement that they did on friday was there's also a game that they are releasing called uh pokemon legends um arceus or arceus i don't know i've I've arceus i thought it was a hard c i i don't know arceus i think it's arceus yeah i've I've heard both but arceus yeah I, i think in the pokemon direct they said arceus um anyway I've also like you, you know when you like just have for so long like read a word and you just read it one way and then when you hear somebody say it you're like oh that's how it's said Ooh, yeah. um, well, that's that's a thing for me like I'm surprised it hasn't happened a bunch already on this podcast um so yeah so so you have Legends of Arceus which is it's essentially um a demake no not a demake no I take that back it's not a demake at all it's like um an open world so it's set in the Sinnoh region where the new remakes are happening but it is like and it's supposed to be like an open world Pokemon game. And the footage from it looks pretty fucking cool. They're definitely, 
definitely taking a page out of the Breath of the Wild art style. It definitely looks like Breath of the Wild, but like a little bit janky. Like I know like the video they showed is like definitely like alpha kind of like. Oh yeah, it was like proof of concept kind of like, here's a nice place. Here's a guy, I he hope, threw a ball and he I got hope. a thing. I hope though, I hope it doesn't, because people, people said that about Sword and Shield and like the, the infamous trees in Sword and Shield where it's like, they, they showed a, a tree from Sword and Shield and then they showed, uh, showed a tree from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, from from uh, this from sixty four, and the trees from Ocarina of Time for the N sixty four look better than the trees from. And people were like, "Oh, it's just you know, this is just proof of concept. This is just alpha, blah blah blah." Lo and behold, same exact trees made it, you know, shipped out. So I do hope. I, I you're right. I do hope it's. But I mean, we'll see. Uh, I think um, the Pokemon company. It's not Niantic, right? That's purely Pokemon Go is purely Niantic, right? Not Niantic, yeah. Niantic has like essentially like has licensed out the Pokemon Go like franchise because right. they also do like other apps. Um, yeah, but sorry, what I was gonna say was that I think the Pokemon company addressing this tree gate, as we will refer to it as, kind of knows we can put out a game. You know, we gotta polish it, and we do polish it, but. As soon as it gets released, we're gonna sell like a million units. So they're not. I maybe they were just like, it's a tree, dude. People even with this controversy, like even with this controversy um, about the newest Pokemon Sword Shield, about there's like Dexgate, like they blew away a bunch of the, the the Pokemon not to use again. I mean, they've introduced a bunch back, but they got rid of a bunch. And then you know this whole like the, the, this whole tree thing and like the whole three D models and yada yada. It still sold like hotcakes. I literally, I bought a Switch to play it. I'm not going to lie. I'm part of the problem. Um, but this thing, it still sold so well. So they, they, like you said, like they have no incentive. They have absolutely no incentive to, incentive to innovate. Yeah. Because what my understanding is, is also, again, I don't, I'm not a Pokemon fan. I don't, I played the uh, Moon, Sun and Moon, one of them, I think. Yeah, the one for the 3DS. are pretty much my least favorite. Of yeah. The and I, it was like fine. But my understanding is like every game is pretty much the same obviously different locations different things and some pokemon come and go and stuff like that but i i think like they just have a pattern every know, just, every it's like a call of duty in a weird sort whether they know that we have this basic fundamentals that have to be in everything we could just sort of change the surface a little bit i don't know well well everything they they always add a like some new stuff but then they take away all the new stuff from the previous generation so it's there's right. always these like three new things no matter what it is it could be like you know uh some sort of uh battling mechanic or like you have things like like uh secret hidden bases you have things um you know like like you know if you have dynamax in the new games you have um you have uh, mega evolutions in xy you have all these mechanics that they introduce but then for the next iteration they always take away all these mechanics so instead of always building upon the foundation that they've um kind of put out it's always like two steps forward it's always like three steps forward, three steps back. Like they're always just like at the same. So the the, the game, the, the it has evolved over time. Like if you play like the first generations, you're just like, wow, I don't even know what these moves do anymore. Like you, like you don't even know what a move does. You're like, you're like, hey, this Pokemon learned this move. You're like, I don't know what this move does. You have to like look it up. That's just one thing. Anyway, it's evolved, but it's just always, they, 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 they don't need to, they don't need to innovate is, is the long and short of it. As long yeah. as they put together a fun little game that people can play through it will sell so i think that now maybe that this franchise now this uh pokemon legends franchise maybe this little kind of spin-off franchise that they're doing maybe this is where they're trying to evolve the like the gameplay like evolve the mechanics like it still seemed 
they, they called it now an action RPG in the Nintendo Direct, even though you could tell it was still turn-based. So that kind of threw me off. It's like, it's like a brand new action RPG adventure, but then like the battles look turn-based, but then also you can kind of like creep around and like throw balls at like free roaming Pokemon, which is cool. I mean, there are free roaming parts in in Sword Shield and those are definitely fun, but also it's like they're handling like these new environments. Like, oh my gosh, we have these free roaming 3D environments where you can catch Pokemon. You can control the camera. It's like, cool. We've been doing that since like 1996. You know what I mean? It's like these mechanics that you're like, are like so groundbreaking. It's like, it's just the same thing over and over. It seems. Well, it's not even, so it's not even over and over. It's just, you know, like the, these mechanics are in other games that you're, that, that, that you're, that you deem so like groundbreaking. Well, from an outsider's perspective as someone who just only like played one game has a peripheral understanding of the others. It seems like, they're all the same game. They're very much. same. They're very same. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if it works and it's making the money, go capitalism. Uh, it's making the money. They're the most profitable franchise in the history of the world. Wow, more profitable than the Bible. Oh no, wait, the Bible's usually given out. Yeah, I got mine from a from from a motel nightstand. So. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I actually do have a Bible in the house, and I don't remember where it came from. Wow, I, I certainly don't. Anyway, moving along. So, that kind of wraps up video game news. Was there anything else on your radar? I feel like that. Uh, Outriders. Uh, oh, I tried the Outriders. Demo. Yes, hit us with your, uh, us so with Outriders your is initial based... thoughts. My initial thoughts on Outriders. I will try to be brief because we are now halfway through the episode. And we haven't gotten to the topic. Um, Outriders is basically somebody said, hey, I like Division, but I wish I had the superpowers of Destiny. And I wish I was set in the world of Anthem. And it's weirdly a single-player game more than uh, a multiplayer game. Like, I think you can group up and do missions together, but it, it has a very single-player vibe to it. Like, I strictly played single-player last night when I checked it out. And I'm going to say I'm curious about it. More curious than I am about, like, uh, the Destiny TV series, that's for sure. But um, it sort of... It, it doesn't... It was good, and it was fine. Uh, the gunplay was okay and borderline good. One thing I do like, though, about this game is two, two little interesting things that it does. One, like Destiny, you have powers, but they recharge much faster. You're not, like, using your oh, super once cool. in a while. That's you use cool. it really often and stuff like that. They have a recharge timer, but it's, like, you have the standard, like, three setup, like, left button, right button, then left button, right button combined. And... Uh, as you level up, you can add more powers and stuff like that. And I found you use them a lot because they are the way to think. And the gunplay is, it's sort of got that whole, um, I don't want to say Anthem because that's not right, but similar from using the same engine, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda feel, which is actually not bad. It's not Destiny level good, certainly not, but it's like, it's solid gunplay. I'm like, yeah, oh, a shotgun shoots chunky shots headshots with the sniper this smg like it's it's decent but i'm basically sort of like okay i like what i saw but when i woke up this morning i wasn't like ooh, i'm gonna get back into that outriders demo i was like ooh, i'm gonna go play assassin's creed because that's my thing right now yeah so i'm cautiously optimistic you want the sam hall recommendation on uh outriders wait till it's been out a month and see what people are saying i like it but I didn't love it. It didn't hit me as hard as like Destiny or other games have. But I am cautiously optimistic. But I am curious to sort of see a how long it goes. Like in the sense of like the progression. Like did it, it was where I got into the plot point. I basically beat the first story boss, 
um is that halfway through is it like destiny where it's like oh shit that's actually pretty far along or is there a lot more to go and i'm curious to see what sort of their end game is whether it's uh raids or whatever so long story short outriders De- right now i would say is a solid six game borderlining a seven but you definitely want to wait i or at least i definitely want to wait until it's been out a month before i make a decision on where to pick it up or not but yeah it's all right uh, honestly um I, I know I, I don't know what the end game will be like like that's yeah. always in a live service game my what my what my interest is in 100%. is what's what's the end game like now the thing is everything I've seen on Twitter people are like outriders is good do not expect a live service game it is not a live service mm-hmm. game so I don't know how like I don't know how much end game there will well, be I-, I feel like it will be like a sit down like beat it in however many hours and then you kind of whatever maybe play with some friends for fun but it's kind of like you put it on the shelf well I, when i played it uh, okay so briefly at one point i did a side quest before i went on with the main story quest and i did the side quest blah blah, blah then did the main story quest and when i came back to their base oh their map is terrible by the way it is the most confusing thing to look at and it doesn't really tell you where you are like it sort of does but you kind of have to do a lot of like Oh, that corridor over there, I think, is this thing on the map. Um, but I walked past a. Uh, remember when? Remember when Destiny didn't show you when you were on the map? Oh yeah, crazy. It's it's annoying. But um, I walked past the the place where I had started the uh, side mission, and there was the side the quest symbol, but it was grayed out. And I think what it is is like you can go back and do side quests again, and at higher world tiers. Because what you're doing is you're leveling up two things. You're leveling up your character level like with the uh class that you choose and you're also leveling up your world tier which makes enemies harder so if you're yeah that's not end game though no. end game isn't playing old combat like over and over yeah again, well that's that's when i saw that i was like oh is that what it's going to be basically you rerun missions and just to get better loot to do the missions again on harder which wouldn't be great again long story short I, it's weirdly came to my attention, like you said, as a live service, but also, like you said, I think it's probably more of a single-player thing. I don't know. Well, it's just like, I feel like, maybe not a single-player, but again, I haven't played it. But like, single-player. Maybe it's like a, cam- a, a, campaign, a campaign thing. Yeah. Like, you do the campaign with friends, you might do some stuff at harder difficulties for fun, but I think, I don't know, it, I, that's that's just from the vibe from I got from what people were saying yeah. on Twitter. It's like, don't expect a live service game. Um, one thing, though, too, fucking Bungie, hilarious. They so uh when whenever fucking Dark Rider servers went live, Bungie dropped their state of the game. Like so hilarious. Oh yeah, well Bungie definitely would have seen this coming and said, Okay, this is a competitor, we have to keep people off of it. Um yeah. No, and that hurt them so much because you think about how many people play Destiny are like sweet, like how many like content creators, streamers, YouTubers, whatever, um, that are, you know, playing Destiny that are like, you know, super stoked for Outriders. And as soon as Outriders goes live, fucking Bungie drops this massive, massive news. As I well, said, sunsetting, probably... sunsetting. Oh sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, that's uh, that's all I'm saying. It just drops this massive news. So, like it's such a hilarious fuck you from Bungie. Oh yeah, they probably were planning everything on that uh release probably hundred yeah and then they were like well when are we gonna announce it? we don't need to announce it right now that doesn't matter we're still the season's just started let's wait until outriders comes out and then we'll announce it but you know what honestly i don't see why bungie doesn't uh you know when it sees another live service game coming out um this is a weird sidebar back in the 1960s the rolling stones and the beatles were the big competitors in rock music for the most of the six like the mid to late don't forget about the beach boys they're not important to this 
so what happened was is like you know the, there's massive record sales for both and they were in competition but they actually talked to each other and said oh when are you guys dropping your album we're dropping in may oh you know what we'll drop ours two months later or oh we'll drop ours two months earlier so they never actually really stepped on each other's toes much which is something i feel that Bungie, if it does get a significant competitor in the live service arena, would actually be smart to do. Just reach out to the guys and say, hey, you know what? This is when our season drops are. You know, if you stagger, we can both make money out of this. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's just basically, I get why Bungie did it, but did the drop. I kind of noticed, like, oh, you big news before this thing comes out. But um, eh. I'm just saying hilarious, but also kind of like that's shitty because they're like a giant company and like who makes it oh it's like people can fly games oh fuck i meant to look up what they did another game like when i saw people can fly come up i was like oh well i played something else that it's not deep rock lactic uh i'm totally not going to look this up right now uh andrew talk to the people about things for a second oh it's epic it's fucking epic games owns it but it's they're a Polish company. I thought I'd played something that they... Yeah, they've done, like, Gears of War. Yeah, no, they're huge. Fuck them. Fuck them. They're owned by Epic. Whatever, I thought they were, like, a smaller company. Fuck them? Okay. No, I'm kidding. What, I'm just kidding. because they're owned by Academic? You're owned by Epic. You can go to hell. Okay, I don't think yeah. I've played any of their Epic games. Game, Epic Games bad, don't, don't you know? You're not a true uh, gamer unless you say Epic Games bad. They're all capitalists, so... Yeah. Wow. All right, moving on from there. Mm-hmm. We're moving. We're gonna dive into our thirty-eight minutes later. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we. Uh, favorite favorite year in gaming. Um, so why don't you start us off, Sam Hall? Oh, I thought frameless. what we should Fra- do is like go one, two, three, then say the year kind of thing like that. But uh, no, sure, if you want. No, no, we didn't discuss that. Oh, I thought that's how we should do it. Like we should reveal at the same time. But okay, one, <laughs> two. No, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm just trying to bring some pizzazz to the table, but okay. Um, so you want me just to just review my year? Frame it, frame it. All right, frame, like fucking tell I've the talked story. about this year before. Uh, in this year, I was working on a film for a well-known Canadian director, and that's about as uh, specific as I'm going to get. And unfortunately, I had a workplace injury that shattered my spine. So I was laid up uh for the summer and then in the fall was walking getting all that kind of business but um didn't have a job couldn't go back to the job i had before because it was physical labor job um so i was looking for something to waste time with and i got into video games and in this year i looked back when uh you suggested the topic i was like oh this was one of the years that kind of popped in my head just because i was like oh you know what i played a lot of video games in like the year after that before i started going back to school and stuff uh, and the year I have chosen is 2004, uh, current era. And yeah, the games that got released this year, it was nutty. Every time I went to the Wikipedia page for the uh, year and I was like, oh, this game came out. This game came out? Oh, this one too? These game? Wow. Like, there are a lot of hits for me in this year. Uh, do, do you want to reveal your year first before I start? Or I, I'm not certain. No, no, no. You you do your full year. Okay. You, you talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about 2004 afterwards. All right. But no, 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 no. I, I appreciate that. But you you continue, sir. Cool. I'm, I am, I am uh, engaged in your story. All right, then. So, big games that came out this year. Half-Life 2, which Andrew has been gifted. And we'll be talking about those next uh, podcast. I was going to say next week, but it's probably two weeks. 2004 is massive, by the way. I'm looking at the lineup. Oh, it's crazy. Fucking 2004 so is massive. So we got Half-Life 2, Doom 3, which was actually pretty 
good. It's nothing like the Dooms that you've played, but it's it's it wasn't too bad. But then we have things like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, my favorite Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Star Kotor. Wars, Knight of the, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. Uh-huh. Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, a fantastic role-playing game. One of the best I've ever played on the PC. Uh, Tron 2.0, which I mentioned is a hidden gem. That's just a lovely game. Thief Deadly Shadows, which... I like sort of the feel of that more than the first two thieves because the first two thieves are very um, like they're very dated in how they feel, but they had better sort of gameplay mechanics. So Thief Two, uh, Far Cry came out, the original Far Cry, which is very different from the Far Cries that have come out in the uh, seventeen odd years since. Like it was this weird science fiction thing you were making your way across a tropical archipelago. Uh, and there were like mutant ape things that were attacking because science went mad and wrong playing God. Um, Some like Dr. Moreau shit. Yeah, Dr. Moreau shit. Uh, for all those people who didn't play PC games, uh, Katamari Damacy. Damacy? Damacy? Damachi, I hear. I always heard Damachi. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Damacy? Damacy? Katamari? Damacy. Katamari D came out that year and that's a fun game i didn't i never owned a, a game like it, it was this weird game that i so played. good i loved it i played a lot of it but i never owned it I, if, like i remember around that time i'd be over a friend's place or something and they would have it and i'd play a bunch and then you know like it was, it was this weird game that i just never owned but i actually got exposed to a lot so th- explain explain to people who don't know what it's about oh what what, what is who it what is what it's about? okay basically you're just rolling junk to make a bigger ball of junk and then you're rolling up the universe because your dad is sad and the king of the universe and uh, and the music is so good i remember the music being good yes i i mean i did it i guess it didn't stick with me but yeah i remember going like oh yeah it sounds good no it was a great game um also can, came can out- i can i throw can i throw out a few games that i enjoyed over that year because i've pulled it up as well sure i don't know if you're gonna mention it fable came out that yeah, year fable came out yep Fable, I played on, uh, you know, that that came out for the, I don't know if it came out for other things, but the, oh, it was the original Xbox. Hello, chicken chaser. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't know what you were doing at first. I thought you had like a little seizure. No, I just had a stroke right now. Oh, by the way, a yeah. uh, relative of mine have had strokes, so I shouldn't joke about that. Yeah, no, Fable was great. It's on the list. Fable um, it's so good. It, I think I liked it better than Fable 2 or I never tried even Fable 3. Like it was the best Fable was the first. It's the Fable. only Fable. It's the only Fable I played. Yeah. Um, I remember I borrowed my friend's Xbox for like, a year or more like i'd like i boarded mm-hmm. for like a while and like i played like through all these xbox games and that's one of them absolutely um I, same i also borrowed the same friends um gamecube and another game that came out this in this time frame in 2004 is um paper mario and the uh, thousand year door that came out and like that is such a great game uh sequel to the uh paper mario on the n64 which is a sequel uh spiritual successor a uh, spiritual sequel to Mario RPG. That is a ton of fun. That game is so has so much heart. The uh, it's turn based RPG, but it's action turn based where you have to kind of like almost do these like little mini games every turn to, for like different attacks. So much fun, and it's Nintendo, so it just has got that polish. Yep, uh, I didn't have a Nintendo, so I wasn't really exposed to Nintendo games at the time. Another great game from my list that came out that year is a sort of the sequel to a sort of another game that I loved, The Getaway 2 Black Monday. Now, I'm kind of cheating on this one because it came out in Europe in 2004, but then came out in North America in 2005. So I'm going to call that a 2004 release. And I loved the Getaway games. They were fantastic. Like, you're basically in a serious Guy Ritchie mobster movie. Not I mean, Guy Ritchie's a little too comedic, but like, you know london gangsters and everyone's going like oh you're having a laugh and then shooting people it was great um so yeah so 2004 was definitely like this great year of games i've played through 
a whole bunch of the games on here. And I don't usually finish video games. The only video games I haven't finished from this list, I think, is uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines has a fight at the end where you have to fight uh, Asian vampires who are giant squid mollusk things and that fight when i got to it i don't know if i was underleveled or unprepared but i never got past it i remember going like okay you know what i know this is basically the end i can't go any further i'm going i keep dying here uh but yeah no 2004 was my year for video games it was when i was uh, recovering from the injury i didn't have a lot of money so i was basically spending what little money i had uh on just games food rent even to a certain extent though yeah no, it's a, it was a hell of a year for me, spinal injury-wise, but it was also a great year for video games. Uh, oh, and uh, Sid Meier's Pirates came out, which was a remake of their 1980s game, and it's it's not a very deep game, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, so for me, 2004 was a great year in video games. Not, I'm gonna, when I say, I don't want to say it's the greatest year, because there's other games I love more than games on this list that came out in different years, but... That's the whole podcast topic, is greatest year in Yeah, but you can't games. really say that. You can't like because for you, it's your it's your it's your greatest year. Uh, I I mean, but okay, then I got year, year that, like Mass Effect Two came out because that was the greatest video game I played. Like it's I, I it's 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 one of the best years I think is as far as I would go with it. But um, yeah, no, it was great. Like it was just a constant stream of great games that came out that year, and they were all fun. And like I said, the weird thing about me is I well not weird is I don't finish video games. I get bored with them after a while, but almost all the games on here, this list I have in front of me, I finished. So fantastic. Two of my favorite games also came out around this time uh, of all time. So um, one of my favorite games of all time, um, Metal Gear Solid 3 came out in this year. Um, now Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably out of all the Metal Gear Solid games, uh, it is probably the best Metal Gear Solid game, like video game. It is probably the best game experience. Now, um, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 is, I think, you know, more revolutionary. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, has a more kind of nuanced storyline. It might kind of be um, considered some of the best, uh, you know, narrative you know, if you, you know, that's controversial. But anyway, I think number three is probably the best video game. Um, it It's uh, it's been remade uh, a few times. The original, the original dropped and you couldn't control the camera. And that was really frustrating in a jungle, a predominantly jungle environment. And they fixed that with uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence where you could control the camera. And that made the game a lot better, especially when you're sneaking around. I would almost argue that this game is borderline when you, once you can are able to control the camera like it's it's almost impossible to go back another game that came out on at this time i was predominantly a ps2 uh, gamer so uh, another game that came out on the ps2 exclusively is uh sly cooper 2 which was called sly 2 uh and what was it called i don't know i had it up here oh sly 2 band of thieves uh sly 2 band of thieves went more of an open world kind of concept while the first game was kind of like you went to these little hub areas and then you went into these little kind of side little uh levels from the little hub mission very standard kind of action platformer uh genre trope where the new game was you would go to there was i think five different giant huge maps you know there would be paris um was the first one and you're on this giant huge map of like a cartoon paris you're sly cooper a, a cute little uh raccoon like crime robber guy you have a huge team or you have your team of bentley and um 
he's a turtle and then the hippo murray i think is his name um and then they have they bring their each their own little kind of unique thing to the uh their their skill set to the to the missions and you're doing missions on this giant world map and each map is um so you do missions on the map and then there's a lead up to a giant heist at the end of the level which is you do this giant heist and then you move on to the next map which i believe there's one in like texas or something that could be slide three or four i don't know that was slide four anyway there's there's a bunch of different they they're all getting jumbled up in my head there's a bunch of different locales and they're each giant maps and you do you do missions on the giant map which lead to a giant final caper in the final mission of the map tons of fun yeah no it was a great year for games uh what was your year my year it's a little bit actually before that so how so in 2004 i was how old was i in 2004 i was 20 25 no 20 i was like 20 i was like i was like 19 in 2004 i guess um anyway so my year i was in grade eight slash uh grade nine and um it was 1998 so i guess i was like 13 14 so 1998 is the year of gaming for me this year i remember i was in a class where I was in a, because my school had different, so you'd be in grade eight, but then you'd be in different sections. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was in a section and I didn't really have any friends in that section. Like I had friends that were in other sections, like, you know, that you had from other like previous years and stuff like that. But in my section, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I just didn't have like many friends in my section. I don't know. I just kind of got not alienated, but I just kind of, I I became very like, you know, I, I didn't, um, I guess socialize, I guess a bunch is the easy way to put it. And I definitely kind of kind of turned inward and I started, I don't know, I guess at this time too, I became very, what's the word? I guess like hyperactive. And I kind of like in this class, I had to like sit by myself. Oh, wow. Kind you of were like, like uh, Mr. Lancey, you're going to sit in the corner away from the other. I was disruptive. disruptive. I was disruptive. Yeah. Like I wasn't a bad kid, but I was just disruptive. I was just fucking loud and just fucking just disruptive so i had to like sit like at the back by myself and like i just remember like at this time i just kind of like became kind of like more turned inwards and i played a lot of video games and at the time i played a lot of like super nintendo games i i got more into turn-based rpgs which you know mario rpg started that and then you know i played chrono trigger a lot back in the day and these were games that i kind of could focus on not a lot at that time, I guess, could keep my attention. Like, I wasn't, I guess, watching a bunch of TV shows or movies or whatever, but I would play, I could play fucking hours upon hours of video games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I didn't, it's not like I didn't have any friends. Like, I still had friends. I still, like, played with friends and whatever and, like, did stuff outside and whatever. But, you know, I became at this time a little more increasingly kind of, like, focused on video games. So there were there were games at this time. So 90, 1998, games like Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time came out. Metal Gear Solid... The, pretty much one of the biggest reasons I want I wanted um, a PlayStation at the time was to play Metal Gear Solid. I played it at uh, I played the demo where you pl- you you were in the initial opening part and then you went up where the where the um, helicopter is and stuff. Other games like Resident Evil Two was a huge one. You had what what else What else was massive? I didn't play a huge amount of PC games, but one of the PC games I played a shit ton of was Starcraft. Was the original Starcraft. Right, yeah. I never, I never played it online because I wasn't an RTS whatever. guy for the most part, but I, I, I played it a couple times. And I remember saying, "Yeah, it's all right for a genre I'm not big into." 
Yeah, so I like I um I didn't play it online, but I pl- I love playing it. You know, just locally, just the storyline campaign. You know, the Terrans or the Zergs or the Protoss or whatever, and just like you know, fucking around just with those, just you know, making huge fleets. I remember I had like a Terran Marine action figure that I like stuck up by the computer. That's a good luck charm. Yeah, just a little, you know, this little guy is pretty sweet. Other games, like, so N64, I did ha- I never owned an N64, but I played N64 player at friends' houses. So, like, I just said, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Another huge one was Star Wars Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. came out that year in 98. Star Wars Rogue Squadron was a massive game for me. I loved Star Wars, still do. That game was the first game I played. Like, I played some of the older ones, like, like X-Wing and TIE Fighter and, like, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. And those games are very slow, very monotonous. They're not arcadey. And, like, god love them i i I, those games are super well made that's just not for me i want something more like a rogue squadron a little more arcadey where you can pop in there with you know your controller and just like fly around do some missions or they had some missions kind of um, i i I played a bit of rogue squadron actually on a friend's gamecube and i remember it was really good uh gamecube or this was 64 gamecube um there were rogue squadron 2 and 3 were for gamecube oh maybe i'm thinking of those then uh, yeah i definitely was on a gamecube so okay i'm thinking those about... ones are more advanced like yeah. don't get me wrong those are sick games those but those are definitely more advanced than the one for 64 uh but the one with super 64 was sick though i definitely had a good good time with it what are some other games i'm just like scrolling down well, the list here yeah i can throw in my two cents about this year. yeah 1998 years since zero it actually has two big games that i love baldur's gate and fallout 2 both uh classic role-playing games for the pc came out that year they were fantastic they were still based on the ad and second edition rules so compared to today's D, they'd be crazy annoying to play probably but uh they were great games good uh writing i also sorry i just did the same thing while you were talking i was listening and also scrolling through a list yeah, yeah, um yeah, yeah, sure. turok 2 seeds of evil i love that for the n64 yeah, yeah. that's another good one for oh and 64. there was one more i remember i saw one more i was like half-life i, I know you probably would, would did half-life come out the year i didn't see yeah 98 half-life one yeah. oh, I, I, the wikipedia i went to the h thinking oh did half-life come out this year and i oh it did oh wow i totally stopped over that so half-life oh and the original that was it the original thief the dark project or yeah dark project was the one there uh that came out that year so it was a great year for pc games as well absolutely yeah and like we said mm-hmm. starcraft as well so that came out that year mm. um i'm just looking at the games um, oh oh no, also there was like, a game there starcraft. i saw on the list that i remember playing a ton of in this list uh oh yes in 1998 was the year uh, that microshaft wind blows 98 came out it's a link here in wikipedia and i'm not going to click on it Microshaft wind blows. Well, wind blows. There's no D. Um, but yeah. So, also like I glaze, I glazed over it. But like I've mentioned a million times, when Metal Gear Solid, the first one came out for PS One, and I didn't like. I love that game so fucking much. The oh, another game that came out in your year, two thousand four, was the remake of Metal Gear Solid One, <gasps> which was Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes for the yes, uh, PS Two. Oh. No, I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were going to interject. Oh no, gasp. I was just uh, gasping at the fact that there was a connection between these years, six years apart. No, so there was the only remake of Metal Gear Solid One, which I'm surprised there hasn't been a true remake of it yet. Well, I mean, this is a true remake, but it's an HD Given remake time. of Metal Gear Solid called uh, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on the uh, GameCube, which is like the. I mean, it's not. It adds like first person shooting, which it, you didn't have in the original Metal Gear Solid. And the first person shooting really kind of trivializes a lot of the fights. It just, I mean, not that you're fighting with that 
with with a lack of first person shooting in the first game but you can just in when you're playing metal you're solid and if you can when you can go first person at any time like you can just pick out shots like so easily like you don't have to like line up your sight line and whatever mm-hmm. like around a corner you can just like turn around a corner and just you know pick it out like yeah I don't know, it just trivializes a lot of the boss fights and a lot of like the fights you can just like pull out a, a sleep tranquilizer and just like trank everybody in a room well originally whatever. it was third person right Third person, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely. was one hundred percent third person. Except, well, sorry, not one hundred percent. You could go first person with goggles or a sniper. That's it. Right. Yeah. Definitely making a switch from third person to shoot somebody to first person. It would definitely be well. A you, lot you press easier. a button. You you press a button to go first person. Right. So it's like you're always third person, and then you hit R one, I think. Anyway, or you hit R one or or L one, or it's or it's on the GameCube. So like whatever. Um, you hit you hit a button to go first person, and then you like you know you go first person. You can see your gun there. I don't think you can move. Um, but then you can just like pick out your shot and then go back to third person and then like keep running around, go to first person, pick out your shot, go back to third person, keep running around. So definitely trivialized. So anyway, so that was 2004. So I meant to mention that when you were talking about your things, but whatever, there's a million games that came out that year. It's hard to mention everything. But anyway, so I would still love to see eventually a remake of that, although now it sucks because Kojima is no longer affiliated with it because it's still, um, Hideo Kojima was the original director of the series who now started his own Kojima Productions uh, studio because he has uh, unceremoniously him and uh, Konami who did who own the current uh, Metal Gear franchise have had uh, you know they had a terrible split and uh, there's bad blood there so anything that's Metal Gear is tainted now that will ever come out from Konami because Kojima is no longer affiliated should they even call it Metal Gear without Hideo what What's his last name again? Kojima. Kojima. I only said it about four or five times there, but okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Survival is the only game that's come out since then, and it's been... Oh, the best Metal Gear game, right? Yeah. Blech. No, I played that. That thing was way better than Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, Phantom Snake, Metal Gear Wheelchair, Metal Gear... Uh the black donnelly's from the that show that you know, all right i'm gonna wrap this up here you're gonna just keep going. yeah oh yeah um so yeah and then this year there was also a few other like platformer games that came out like it was like spiral the dragon um medieval came out as well i remember getting medieval back in the day i remember i was just like chilling at home one day and my mom, my mom came home from work and she's like oh they had this like bundle of medieval and a controller at walmart i bought it for you i was like fucking massive that's so huge so uh, i played the you shit out of medieval like that no, I would I would never. I was flipping massive. So I got a nice little medieval two and like it was a shitty controller though. But whatever. Nice medieval. Sorry, was that medieval two that I got a medieval? Anyway, whatever. So yeah, and then there was, you know, some other there's some other good games. Uh Twisted Metal 3 came out that year. Um, as I mentioned, uh I think I mentioned Resident Evil 2 came out. I remember playing a shit ton of that. I didn't own that game, but I remember playing it at my friend's house. I would go over to his house and watch him play it for hours and hours and hours, just blown away that this was even a video game. Uh, like I couldn't even believe it. Like that and uh Metal Gear Solid 1 were really like eye-opening experiences. Like, holy shit, like video games are like a movie now. Yeah. Trying to remember, oh fuck! Recently, uh, Twisted Metal came up in the news for because they're oh that's it they're making a TV show about it. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. So oh, do you want to before we move on? Just do you want to drop out what Twisted Metal is? Oh, sorry. Just in case if, if oh, people if you haven't played uh... Twisted Metal, sorry. Um, Twisted Metal is basically a third person driving game. It's like a demolition derby where you drive a car, but every car has first of all they're all unique. Like they have weird themes, and it takes place in the. Uh, 
not a full-on dystopia post-apocalyptic, but like a dystopian future, and it's like everybody's killing each other for prizes. And cars have guns and weapons, so if you just chase around each other over... Uh... And like each car and like driver has its own like personality. Exactly, kind yeah. Of. And one of them, and I don't, I think it was Twisted Metal 2, I don't think it was Twisted Metal 3, I played a ton of, and yeah, they just... Two, one, one was bad, two was good, three was actually like, okay, like, getting there, like, it was... I might be thinking Twisted Metal Black, which is after it, I I don't know, I know one of the Twisted Metal games I played a ton of, and I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, no, there was an announcement recently that they're making a TV show about it, so... That's awesome, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll be, uh, again, I kind of as good as be, I'm like cool i want to know more than your i want to know what the framing is like oh no you know what i do know more about it. actually I do remember they really it's like some guy is driving across america to do something my guess is bring or like i i have no idea. i can't remember what he said they said but um yeah driving across a, a post-apocalyptic america and i'm assuming sweet tooth is going to be a villain and not the main character so that would be a bold choice he was the clown in uh ice cream truck it's like a it's like a it's like a sweet tooth prequel yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool if that's the twist that turned out anyway so yeah so we're gonna wrap that up we're gonna be back next episode with our reviews of our games that we bought for each other Mm -hmm. i bought beyond good and evil for sam Mm -hmm. and sam bought me half life 2 so we're gonna have in-depth reviews on those games along with all your video game news that you always tune in for that uh, we always semi know the approximation uh, approximate news about. So um, we really yeah. need to take more notes. <laughs> hey, we have approximate knowledge of some things. But yeah, having said that, um, as always, please you know like subscribe to this channel and the mind refinery channel in general. Uh, we just dropped a new episode of For the Love a new series on uh black chefs and uh chefs of uh you know chefs that are of minority in um on our youtube channel so you can just search for mind refinery on youtube but um as always i'd like to thank sam hall for joining us for buffs and nerfs hey, and it was uh it's good to be here it was, it, it was great learning about uh your 2004 yeah, it was a hell of a year for me physically but video game wise i couldn't have been happier but yeah it really still sucked as a year for me But it was great video games, but it sucked. And on that note, (laughs) thanks so much, man. Have yourself a great night. Yeah, take care, everybody.